Hello everyone, and welcome to the next special episode of Stack of Dice. I'm Rhett, the DM for Stack of Dice, and with me today is Thane. Thane, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I help with the creation of this game at home, and I, I was kind of brought into this game uh, on the fly, and so I'm just going to try and fit in with the group as best I can. Okay, well, to start off with, Thane is my son, and he's been heavily involved with helping us get the world together. So he and I have taken a lot of long walks and had a lot of long rambling discussions of talking over each other and getting excited about ideas and just having fun, really just shaping an imaginary world. So much of what you are going to hear, especially in the opening games of this podcast series, is the product of Thane and me talking as we walk and just coming up with new places, people, things, events, things that are going on in this world of Vardalon that are just fantastic and a lot of fun to talk and dream about. So Thane, I thank you for your help in that and uh, certainly as we go a lot of the gameplay and the, and the development of the world is going to be a lot of fun to see you actually in uh, being able to play within the world of your own creation. That's yeah, fun. I was kind of looking forward to being able to do this. Yeah, great. Well, I'm glad you're able to, and mm -hmm. we will see how this all plays out. One of the questions I've been asking folks is, how did we meet? I met you in a hospital. Yeah, it was a <laughs> quite happenstance, to be frank. Um, you didn't have much say in the matter, no, did you? No, not really. Uh, we just kind of like bumped into each other. Yeah, yeah, and then you held my, my, my finger. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great day. Yeah. How long have you been playing D&D? Oh, back in 4th uh, edition, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we started was... with, a, with a set of 4th edition books in 2010. Man, was that different. Uh, that was yeah, two, 2010. Yeah. I, I prefer 5th edition here because it's just more versatile and it it's just it makes more sense to me. But yeah. it's probably also the fact that I was like five when i last tried to play dungeons and dragons you were eight eight well <laughs> that's okay the same age you know we, we had a good time then and i you weren't as concerned about the rules i was trying to keep those hidden from you so i would tell you what you needed to roll and it was fun seeing you get excited about getting crushed by a giant boulder yeah <laughs> excited may not be the right word possibly uh let me ask you this what do you like about dungeons and dragons I like just how open it is. If there is something that you want to try and do, you can just go and do it. Um, there is no real, there there are no real restrictions, other than what you have and what your character can do, and your creativity. And that's, your creativity. That that's one of the things. I'll address it in my own episode where I introduce myself. But yeah, being able to think creatively about what's in my inventory, what's around me. And how can I use that to help us get through this current danger? Yeah, that's absolutely a great part of the game, and I appreciate it so much for it. Anything else you like about playing? I just like how it makes great memories and brings friends together. Um, just how fun it is to play. You know, get there and roll dice and yell, either if it is for a natural one or a natural twenty. Yeah. 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 And so far, 
everyone that's done one of these special episodes has mentioned the social aspect. That's that's a great thing about this game is getting people together to have fun and to tell a shared story. So if you're not getting that in your game, try and find ways that you can put that in yourself and maybe you'll see it start to change for you. It's all about the story. All right, our next question is, what kind of character do you see yourself as playing? I plan to play a cleric. Um, and I'm going to try and round out the group from what I hear. Um, and also, because I've never really played a cleric before, it sounds like an interesting class to try out. Um, I look forward to being able... I, I kind of see myself as a rigid, very devout cleric. Almost, almost to the point of stubbornness. And um, just look forward to seeing how well my character turns out. Hmm, okay. Well, yeah, certainly we'll see how that, that works for you. What are you looking forward to most in this podcast series? I, I'm looking forward to just being able to uh, see how uh, all the stuff that we've worked on creating actually comes to life and see how um, the listeners at home enjoy what we've put worked hard to put together here. Yeah, and uh, I know you've just been thrilled about the, the prospect of getting to play in this world, so I'm, I'm glad you get a chance to do it. Is there anything you're nervous about with this podcast series? Probably just the fact that um, all of the, like, the, the one thing that I, like, one of the few things that I enjoy the most will be recorded and played for the world to listen to, so that's certainly one anticipation I have, but that's, um, I think that's really it, just that I'll embarrass myself and ruin my chances of being popular in the future <laughs> well we'll see we'll see i'm sure you'll do a fine job you've got a great mind and you'll be at a table with a bunch of other people who are all trying to tell a good story so we'll have fun together and we will make the best of whatever comes the next thing as we've done in all the other episodes we'll take a brief pause as we make Thane's character and then we'll come back and tell you all about it see you in a bit We are back, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next character. And Thane, why don't you introduce us? All right. My name is Peter Greyhawk. I am a cleric with the acolyte background. And can you tell us what the acolyte background is? It's basically coming straight from priesthood. Uh, you have served in a temple for the majority of your life, and and basically you come out of this temple and begin your adventuring career and so th I thought that would fit in with the cleric very uh, very well yeah absolutely and it turns out that Arden the town where the game the podcast game will begin has a chapel in it which would be perfect for a starting point why don't you tell us about the divinity you have chosen to serve with Peter okay. so I choose I ha I serve the goddess Vasham, which is, uh, which is the goddess for life, for healing and uh, medicine. And uh, so, as a result, what domain did you choose for your cleric? I ch I chose the life domain for mm -hmm. my cleric. That's sensible. Um, 
Yeah. Okay, great. So let's go down the right column of the front page of the character sheet and tell us about your personality traits. Okay. So I chose to say that I believe strongly in the po polytheistic pantheon. It is the world to me. So basically, uh, my character very strongly supports the idea that um, our pantheon is made up solely of the 18 gods and that is how it is don't argue with it okay and this is important because uh, this will come out in the gameplay also but as we've talked about the creation of Ardalon we've not to give too much away uh, but we determined that in the past there was a series of well there was a war called the unity wars and so prior to the events that happened in the podcast there was actually a time when somebody brought up the idea that there was a single god and so those who were of a polytheistic bent like your character now began to to take exception to that and there was an escalation of conflict between the two sides and eventually they broke out into the unity wars and eventually they ended in favor of the polytheistic but there's still this undercurrent of monotheism that runs and pops up from time to time so you are one of the staunch defenders of the polytheistic Mike, approach yeah P peter greyhawk views the unity wars as a victory rather than a defeat um for my ideal i chose to say that i serve basham goddess of medicine and healing i must heal others who are hurt All right and that gives you a very altruistic bent you maybe tend to those who are in need so you maybe you serve Maybe you make the rounds of Arden day by day and, and see who's not feeling well. You maybe you provide them with medicine. Uh, anything you want to add to that? Um, not really, no. Okay. Um, now, you did choose as a proficiency, which was available to you through choosing the cleric class, medicine. And so you're skilled in the making of poultices and the use of herbs to bring about salubrious effects you're you're used to creating things that help people to feel better uh, so that's something that your character starts out with again and if we haven't made this clear in previous special episodes the world of Vardalon has been stripped of magic and so even though he has chosen the cleric class for the foreseeable future peter will not have access to spells and so uh, he's going to have to rely on his medicine abilities to get the party through different scrapes yeah what's next for my bond i chose two different things one of them is that um i am I, my life is meant for servicing the common people service to the common folk yep mm -hmm. yeah and uh that i owe my life to the priest who took me in to the chapel at Arden after my parents died okay and so do you does your character remember much about his parents it was too early okay. for any memories how old do you think he would have been when he was taken in a couple of months at, at oh the, that young wow okay that's pretty young and so you've only grown up knowing life in the chapel okay, which is why i'm so very devoted to it mm -hmm. early hours uh, yeah late visits to help people uh d does your care for the common folk extend only to people or would you be also helping their animals when they are sick to kind of a veterinary i guess but not nearly as often as you know people more ministering to people okay all right 
And what about your flaw? Um, I, I, um, again, I have two flaws. One of them is inflexible thinking. Basically, uh, my character sees the pantheon of split gods as the only logical, um, I'd say system of belief. Um, like, the, like he, he won't even hear out an argument from the, uh, from the monotheistic point of view, he sees it straight on. It is he sees it as only polytheism all the way. Um, he's also uh, also I he easily he very easily um, believes other people who claim to um, who profess the faith of Vasham, whether they are genuine or not. So I can easily be duped by anyone who says I come in the name of, of, of Vasham. Okay, that could lead to some interesting situations Very too. Very interesting. Yeah. All right, so let's move over to the left side. Well, first of all, you have a mace as your primary weapon and a light crossbow. That could be, uh, that's a good combination again because you have the hand-to-hand, -hand, the melee weapon of the mace, and you have distance also that you can take advantage of if you need to put some space between you and some attackers. But, interestingly, because of the choices you've made, your armor class is pretty high. You want to talk about why that is? Yeah, so, um, I was given the choice between, like, scale mail and chain, chain mail. I chose scale mail, which gives me an armor class of 16 because it is 14 plus my dexterity modifier. So that gave me a dexter uh, an armor class of 16, 18, sorry. 16. And then your uh, shield. Six, yeah, 16. And yeah. then I was given a shield, which raises my armor class to 18. Yeah, as long as you have the shield on your arm yeah. and you're actively using it, your armor class is 18, which makes you pretty hard to hit. Pretty hard. Especially for a first level character. That's impressive. All right, so now let's move on to your attributes. Uh, you have. You actually had a very consistent rolling pattern. You want to re read off your scores? <laughs> I would say average. <laughs> Uh, well, remember that 10 is average, and so anything above that is above average. Anything that gives you a plus is a good thing. Yeah. So why don't you read off your attributes there and explain okay. why you filled them in the way you did. So for my strength, I, I have a 15, which is a plus 2, and I put 15 in there because it, um, because it does, because it, um, helps me uh, with my melee attacks and makes it e um, easier for me to hit my enemies as well as deal more damage. Additionally, one, one way you could tie this into the role-playing aspect of your character is that as somebody who is active, you, you get up in the morning, you're working, you're going out and picking herbs and, and getting things to make potions and poultices and things, you're you're out there in the fresh air and so you've got this natural hardihood to you you're making the rounds through the village you're maybe even going to some of the outlying places where people live and so that 15 is representative of your character's activity level okay all right yeah, how about sense. how about your dexterity uh for my dexterity i put in 14 which is another plus two um i didn't really prioritize on dexterity for this one for this character because uh, he doesn't, he, he's not a very agile person. He's, he's, I see clerics as more tank-like people. They're, they're kind of like very durable uh, healers. So I decided it, it wouldn't be make much sense to 
put a lot into dexterity. Mm-hmm. And, and really, yeah, like you said, they, they tend to have heavier armor. They're, they're made to help others outlast the fight. And so as long as you can stay alive, you can continue to support your frontline fighters and give them the healing they need to withstand whatever the enemy throws at you. Yeah. Um, from a constitution, I also got a 14, which is, again, plus 2. And I, I wanted to put a decent stat into constitution because it helps, it helps me resist poisons and disease and also determines what hit points I will be using. And so I, I wanted to put something uh, relatively high in there, but um, not use one of one of my precious few um, higher stats. Mm-hmm. For- yeah, and again, the fourteen is a very good number. It's not eighteen, obviously, but a fourteen is a pretty solid roll. Yeah. Uh, so that could again be reflective of your time out moving around. Your you are an effective healer because you don't get sick easily yourself. You've got a good, healthy vigor to you that keeps you safe. For the mental ages. <laughs> yeah, even going into a sick person's house, knowing that they have some kind of disease, you don't necessarily, you go in carefully, but you don't necessarily go in afraid that you're going to catch something. Yeah. All right, how about your intelligence? Once again, for my intelligence, I put in 14. Which 14, is plus, another 14. Plus two. Um, it, I... I saw. I did. I don't really see Peter as being a the brightest, um, the brightest person. Just because, you know, he he lives out in this village that's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Even though it does see some commerce, and so he's not really, he's not really given much of a formal education. He's given like the the an education that com- that's common to priests. You know, so I know some some basic um, uh, you know useful stuff, but not really. A lot mm-hmm. but at the same time uh, I think we, we put in a lower intelligence amount also because uh, that was a sign of your inflexible thinking you could be smarter but you're so fixed in what you've been taught from a young age that that that's kind of reflected in your score as well yeah definitely okay but your wisdom, on the other my hand, my wisdom—that's a walloping sixteen, yeah, which is great. a which is a plus three. And why and, is it important to have a high score in wisdom? Well, because because first of all, that's the prioritized staff for clerics. It's their spellcasting ability, which uh, which augments how well they can cast spells when I eventually get to. And it also is just useful all around. It gives me it gives me my ability and in, um, insight in medicine. And it also is just useful for spotting things, which is very good for a healer to be able to, you know, spot symptoms and tell when something is wrong in someone. One additional effect is that a high wisdom is typically a good defense against spells cast against you. Definitely. And so, uh, yeah, high wisdom in a character, regardless of the class, is generally a good thing. It's one that's, I think, often overlooked along with charisma. But, yeah, it's... uh, it's good that you have a higher score. You're one of your highest scores there. Yeah, and charisma is my other walloping sixteen with a plus three, and I chose it because being a priest of healing, it's you don't usually see like this grumpy old guy just kind of like you know going around like here's your healing, you know, have a nice day or yeah, something bedside like manner. Yeah, 
you know, you know, keep up a cheerful face, and your patient might believe they might actually survive. <laughs> Hopefully, they do. Hopefully, they do. Yeah. What kind of mushrooms did you put into that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, I think you have a very well-rounded character. Again, it's it's. 15, 14, 14, 14, 16, 16. That's, that's a very straight line <laughs> yeah. of numbers. No, going not, not much deviation, know, right? Bounciness yeah. in the graph. So, yeah, we've got some good things ahead for you. And I think we will go ahead and wrap this special episode of Stack of Dice. We hope you're enjoying this series of character creation. And perhaps in the future, we'll revisit some of these episodes to see how the character has developed choices that the players have made over time as they continue to develop their characters as they gain in levels and maybe some of the thought processes that went into why they make the leveling decisions they do but we are looking forward to being able to tell a good story together and between the characters we've assembled and we have one more to go we should have a pretty good group getting ready for our podcast game again hopefully starting in january of 2018 as we begin to gather the equipment we need to do this properly I keep listening to it yeah great yeah we we hope you keep listening to these and that you're enjoying the time with us and we're looking forward to telling a story with you thanks and we'll catch you on the next episode of stack of dice <laughs>